welcome to to be his podcast um i'm back again so it's just me cheesy today and i'm with a very very special guest i'll let her introduce herself hello i am deborah i don't really know what to say about myself and things like this like i'm from <laughs> harrogate um i met you cheesy through ministry so yeah it's a privilege to be here today yeah, and do you want to talk a bit more about that ministry that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I have a ministry called Set Apart Ministry and it started January this year. Um, so it's only like six months old and it's been such an amazing journey, especially because it was something that I was like fighting with God about for so long that I didn't want to do. And I thought people are going to think I'm weird if I do this. People are going to doubt like, why is she doing this? Um, but then just taking that leap and seeing where God has led it, even in just this first six months has been amazing. So yeah. Oh, that's so good. No, honestly, I'm, I'll link like all of the stuff down, like on our um, description mm-hmm. where you can check them out, go to their Bible studies and yeah, let, just let them know what you do every week. Yeah, so we have three different sessions. So on Monday, it's like a one-on-one session where you can come in for prayer because the whole thing about Set Apart is making that community available to girls who might not have that community of Christian girls that they can go to or just Christian friendships that they can go to when they need prayer, when they need support. Um, So Monday is like a one-on-one where you can receive prayer. And then the other two sessions on Tuesday and Thursday are like, talking with the group discussing like a topic or a bible study and like approaching the word and like practically applying it to our lives and sharing advice and stuff we have like weekly giveaways um so we give away like things like a 20 pound zara gift card or things like that like every week and it's just a really nice way to spend the evening with like like like-minded christians and like getting that refill of mm-hmm. you know spiritual guidance like my one saying that I always say is like you can't be spiritually fit if you only work out on a Sunday so it's so nice yeah. to have like constant top-ups during the week yeah oh I love that that's amazing <laughs> no honestly I feel like set apart especially like your values and how you're just like an all-women ministry as well really fit with our podcast because you know we're all mm-hmm. women as well and even just like um, when I go to the sessions and everything, I was just like, I needed Deborah to come on this podcast, <laughs> and I've got her. So I'm Aww, so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Yeah, oh, that's so good. So, do you actually watch Love Island? I do. I literally am obsessed as well. <laughs> I tweet Same. about it all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like my. What would make me so happy is to get my tweet featured in the, you know, the tweet challenge. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny, but like, I love no. watching it. What about you? Do you have any favourites? No, same. I, um, oh, who are my favourites? I can't like, all of the boys are annoying me right now. This so year, if you're what watching this at this point, it'd be Casper and at this point. But mm. yeah, no. Um, Hugo's the worst. Just, Honestly. I, <laughs> I can't do it. He gives you the teacher that you hate vibes literally like the teacher that's just annoying honestly the nice guy persona was just like the worst i really do like kaz even though she kind of like falls Mm -hmm. in love with everyone Mm -hmm. i actually really do like her yeah i don't know she kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes but then i always i don't know i just root for her like slightly yeah definitely i think because she's not like it's not like what she does is intentional i think it's just her personality yeah definitely nice person yeah it's different when they're intentionally not nice but she's just like she's just herself you can tell yeah definitely yeah and um, i even saw a tweet where it was just like what what do you think would happen if there was a christian love island oh gosh but the thing <laughs> is i think with things like this it depends how love island it is do you know what i mean because yeah true it's like what intentions do you have if you go on that depending yeah. on how they do it, it i don't know yeah, that's true. Because would they be sleeping in the same bed? Exactly. Or like the challenges and stuff where it's got to be like kiss the person you fancy. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, what would it be? Maybe it's yeah. like share a verse with the guy that you like the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of people would cheat into that. Either. Honestly? <laughs> yeah. Pray Literally. for the guy that like... you fancy. Yeah, probably something <laughs> like that. I think, um, like... Um, some people have an issue with like people always like Christianizing everything yeah, yeah. or like the whole like something can just be secular we don't need to make a Christian version of it or yeah. we can make our own thing and it doesn't have yeah. to be I do completely secular. agree with that like there could be a Christian dating show that just isn't love like I feel like Love Island is too far secular to make it a Christian yeah. thing 
Definitely and a lot of things are like that. I remember things like trying to make Michael Jackson thriller into a Christian song. Like it's just like really? let's just leave it. <laughs> oh my god. I even think oh my gosh, you reminded me there was this dance hall song and they made it into a Christian song. I think it's I actually liked it, but I was thinking back like there was no need to do that. But I also need. think when you know the original lyrics, sometimes it's like but I'm thinking of those original lyrics when I'm exactly. listening to it. So it just you doesn't work. You can't even work. detach yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> but even actually um, speaking about Love Island, I remember there was also another debate with, obviously, Kaz, she's black, she wears bonnets and mm-hmm. stuff. And there was a very popular influencer that basically <laughs> said that she doesn't agree with the whole, like, wearing a bonnet to mm-hmm. bed if you just met the person mm-hmm. or the, like, your partner that you're speaking to. So what do you think? Like, do you slowly introduce it? Is it just, <sighs> what do you think? I want to hear your opinion first, because this is a very touchy <laughs> topic. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I think it's, I can understand both sides, because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially if you just, like, you want to have a good impression of, like, give a good impression, and maybe it's like, you've just, like, dressed up properly for your partner and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand why it's like, you don't really want to just go straight into corner but also I just feel like it's I don't think it's that deep especially maybe if you're um dating someone that's also black so obviously he's seen maybe his mum or his sister wear mm-hmm, like bonnets and mm-hmm. stuff it's not like he wouldn't be used to it mm-hmm. so I lean towards more of the side of that like, I don't think you need to so introduce it but I understand when girls do yeah yeah I feel like I have the yeah. same view like it's kind of I think with Kaz, the reason that people are so opinionated is because she literally goes from one extreme to the other. Like, she goes from, like, all made up to, like, glasses and bonnet and everything. And, like, I agree with, like, you shouldn't have to, like, to... What's the word? Like, you shouldn't have to keep presenting yourself in a way like I don't feel like guys have that pressure and it isn't fair for girls Mm. to have that pressure to like maintain this false standard of beauty constantly but then at the same time it is like put an effort in I don't know yeah it's kind of like it's it's a hard one it's a hard one to decide between I I know that I personally wouldn't like mm-hmm. go straight to like a bonnet not that yeah not that in that stage as christians we'd be yeah. in bed together anyway <laughs> very true <laughs> exactly but yeah. um i don't know yeah i feel like it's something that is up to each person like if you feel mm. comfortable you know, you trust that the person isn't gonna throw you away over that then yeah definitely yeah it'd be weird if they did as well yeah like, to be fair is i feel like it's more about the other person like guys shouldn't have that ex- they should take what they get like please yeah exactly <laughs> definitely obviously now um during like in the uk we've gotten rid of all our restrictions and stuff mm-hmm. i even when i went to zara today like half of the people in the shop weren't wearing masks and stuff mm-hmm. and like so what do you think about this whole thing about like we are literally like basically back to normal i think though i feel like people are getting more excited about this but i also think it's paving the way for the distinction between like people who are vaccinated and people who aren't so i feel like Mm. it's being eased so that it can be like okay everyone can do all this stuff when they're fully vaccinated and then like people who aren't won't be able to go to like restaurant like i feel like that's why it's easing so suddenly um Mm. because i've already started to hear things about not that i go to clubs but that's the first thing that i've Mm. heard where they're implementing if you go mm. if you've been fully vaccinated then you can get into clubs so yeah that's i feel true. like that's how they're gonna do it instead of just everyone roam free yeah yeah definitely and especially even like on holiday as well like the whole like green amber red list like mm-hmm. that will only apply to like non-vaccinated people yeah because i've been trying to plan a holiday and um yeah i think it's if with the amber list you don't have to quarantine if you're fully vaccinated and mm-hmm. obviously if you um if you're not, you have to quarantine for like 10 days, no, five or 10 days. So yeah. I feel like it's just slowly making that yeah, like, divide. Yeah, segregation. Yeah. Crazy. I'm not even going to go into the vaccine conspiracy. Honestly, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever someone I'm... brings it up, I'm like, God, don't open the book of Revelation <laughs> in my mind. Like, I need to stay away from this Literally, topic. Literally, yeah. Like, sometimes when I hear my dad and he just constantly talk about, oh, yeah, have you heard about this? I'm just like, I'm mm-hmm. tired. I can't be bothered anymore. Our family WhatsApp chat is full of stuff like that. <laughs> Literally. And I feel like it will continue to go on like, yeah. until everything's kind of back to normal again. Yeah, If definitely. it ever goes back to normal. God willing. Honestly. Back to normal. Honestly. <laughs> 
Right, so we're going to go into the main part of our episode. And today we just thought we'd talk about healing. So Mm -hmm. just, it's a very like broad um, word, I guess. But I think just healing is such like a massive part in like a majority, if not all faiths. Mm -hmm. I think healing is like in like every single faith. It's very pivotal to even getting people to build up their faith and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt like it was a very good um, topic to speak about. And obviously not just physical healing, but mental healing, healing from trauma, healing from all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I thought we'd speak about it. So um, when you think of healing, what does it mean to you or the word healing? I feel like for me, healing is a very transformative thing. So it's going from a state of hurt, whether that's physically, whether that's um, emotionally or mentally, and then transforming to a state where you've you've completely recovered from that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'd say the same. I think, yeah, when I think of healing, I also think like, yeah, kind of how I was talking about it earlier, like it's very like pivotal and like a lot of faiths and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think it really helps to show people that, you know, like with faith, this is what you can achieve and Mm -hmm. this is what Mm -hmm. other people have achieved through their faith as well. Um, And it's always such a lovely thing to see, like whether it is physically, emotionally, just seeing like, yeah, like what you said, transformation between like being so hurt to like, yeah, being transformed into a new person really. I feel like in okay in terms of like mental health because I feel like it's very like it's spoken a lot even during the Euros like I feel like they had like a whole campaign about mental health as Mm -hmm. well which is really good but um what do you think about the mental health awareness now like do you think people are more um like more accepting of like being open with their mental health are we still more like now like I think we're definitely more like aware but we're still nowhere near there yet so I think Mm -hmm. we are definitely more aware there's definitely more action being taken against things that are potentially damaging to mental health but mm. it's still there's still stigma there's still especially i think especially with males there's still that mm. reluctance to discuss mental health issues um yeah. but i think we're getting there and we can only progress yeah definitely i feel like yeah it's like a very slow like mm-hmm, progression mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah at least we are getting i was even it even reminds me of um i think simone biles like she is she like not in the games anymore something like that really i didn't hear that yeah i think she i think i don't know something kind of went wrong during the olympics and i think she's either like not participating or she's participating in a few like less than she was before okay. and she obviously dedicated that to like mental health she just said that like it she just wasn't in the right mental state mm-hmm. and then like people like Piers Morgan and stuff are saying like no like these athletes they need to be able to toughen up to be like good role models to the kids and you kind of saw it as like a sign of weakness but I felt like it was kind of a sign of strength that she could pull out because of her mental health yeah definitely I sometimes think people like Piers Morgan they say things like that to stay relevant and to trigger Mm. that emotional reaction out of people because I don't understand how a mental health illness is standing up against um having to push through a mental health illness like that is definitely being a role model to younger people who might try to self-medicate or push down their mental health illnesses to try and continue Mm. with whatever they're doing like of course she's setting a great example and I wish more people would do that instead of like I wish people would feel the freedom to be able to do that more instead of ending up in way worse situations. Definitely. And I feel like our generation is very like hustle and like grind culture and Mm -hmm, like, you know, mm -hmm. you sleep when you die and stuff like that. So like everyone's trying to like get like whatever they need done and they're not thinking to like actually take a break. Mm -hmm. But I have also seen, I feel like even with the progression, there's with everything anyway, there's always another extreme. And I think... The other extreme is almost the romanticizing of mental health illnesses as well. And people really want to be included in, I have anxiety or I have depression. And it's almost not taken seriously because some people do take it to the other extreme where Mm. they want to be included so badly and have a struggle. Yeah, that's very true actually, yeah. Like I see Instagram posts all the time that are like, signs that you might have anxiety and it'll be like you get nervous before something big and it's like yeah it's like that's, that's a normal level of anxiety but everyone's Definitely. like in the comments like oh my gosh do I have anxiety too and it's like mm. not everyone needs to have it and like I yeah. think that plays it down which is also quite disappointing but 
Yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people try and, like, self-diagnose themselves mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. which is good, like, for spreading awareness. But, yeah, like you said, like, it's mm. almost like over-diagnosing people. Yeah. And now it's, like, you may think that you have something when you really don't yeah. kind of thing, and there may be another way for you to deal with that situation. So. Yeah. Or I feel like yeah. even with awareness, it needs to be on both sides. So people who think it's not a real thing need to have awareness. And then mm-hmm. people who also think anyone can, like, self-diagnose themselves or like if you have the smallest mm. doubt about something then you have anxiety they also need awareness as well yeah 100% yeah I'd agree with that um also in terms of like so the, I kind of had a point I'm gonna try and like relate it back to healing but mm-hmm. it was just because I think sometimes a lot of people need spiritual healing as well in mm-hmm. terms of maybe they were taught when they were young or whenever at some point in their life something to do with Christianity and their faith and maybe it caused them to have a different or a wrong perception of God which I know I think I've had before mm-hmm. so do you have any or had learned any myths about Christianity that you had to kind of unlearn through like your journey with Christ and things like that so I always thought that you could sin and like you can just pray for forgiveness. And obviously that is true, but I kind of thought that you can keep sinning and like keep getting away with it, if that makes sense. Like I can intentionally Mm -hmm. sin and think, it's fine, God's gonna forgive me. And Mm -hmm. that way of living and that mindset affected my attitude towards sin and how I lived every day. Because I, in my mind, it's like, okay, if I do sin, it's not even that deep. I can just pray for forgiveness and it's, it's fine um until I really started reading the scripture and realizing that we don't have grace to abuse it we have grace Mm. to grant us freedom from those sins and it was something that I had to really unlearn and let Christ truly transform my heart so that my attitude towards sin was I don't want to do that Christ would have he literally would rather die than see me live in sin basically Mm -hmm. and learning that completely changed my mindset towards sin where now it's like I it's not like there's a verse in I think it's Galatians that says it's no longer I who lives but Christ who lives Mm -hmm. through me so that changed my mentality to sin because um it was kind of ruling my life the fact that Mm. I just was so flippant towards it and I'd always be in the same cycle of sin where that's what Christ literally died to set me free from so that was something I definitely needed like spiritual healing and renewing away from so that I could live in freedom with like and be who Christ wanted me to be basically yeah no yeah I completely agree with yeah that as okay well. like I think I used to be yeah, I used to be the same like I used I think it also um showed my relationship with Christ as well because I feel like when I didn't see God as like a father I kind of saw him as kind of like a judge mm-hmm. and I knew that I could get away with the sin I could mm-hmm. just be like oh yeah like let me just sin because he's gonna forgive me anyway mm-hmm. but I think when you like um see God as however you see him so I see God as like a father I was kind of like but I don't really want to disappoint my like dad because yeah. like he's like done all this for me so I think that's kind of yeah what you said like it literally it should make you like not want to sin not the fact that you can obviously be forgiven but it shouldn't be like your license to sin like you the fact that you have grace should be your reason to not want to do it in the first place yeah so yeah no 100 like, percent. yeah I definitely well. and I feel like the more you grow in the love of Christ and realize that he hates sin and you're becoming more like him you would hate mm-hmm. it as well so it's not just like oh it's fine Um, yeah literally but yeah I feel like there's so many things that we thought before we were Christians that the more we spend time in the word and get to know God he helps us through that healing process of like being who he wants us to be definitely um I think the like myth I kind of had to learn was that I had to work for my salvation that I think was just like the biggest thing for me Mm -hmm. because I think before I used to just be very like um like I always used to not think I was good enough basically like even like if I'd serve in church or I'd do like this and that or I'd be as good as as I can I'd still feel like God was saying "Mm, you could just do a little bit more Mm. and I think that kind of comes from like growing up in like traditional like African like churches where I feel like culture and Christianity are very like mixed together to the point where it's very hard to separate the two so I think recently yeah like learning that like literally um that the the fact that my faith like I believe in God like is the first step that you need to secure your like salvation and basically kind of like the only thing that you need to do I was kind of just like oh my gosh like it really like I don't know it really um broke like a lot of things for me and it Mm -hmm. made me realize that God like loves me no matter how I am no matter what I do and I just now need to live in the 
perfection that he's set me in yeah um yeah. yeah that was a very very big thing for me yeah I remember hearing a quote that was like works don't make you save but they're proof that you are saved so it's mm. like the order of things where you're like you're saved first and then the things you do are like out of your love for God yeah. not you trying to achieve it and it literally then, it seems like such a simple thing but when you like understand it like it's like a yeah. breakthrough it's like a light bulb moment where you're like oh my gosh literally. I'm just like operating out of the love God has poured into me. I'm not trying to earn it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to earn it. Yeah, because it used to be, obviously this is like when I was young, young. Like mm-hmm. sometimes if like my parents would argue, I'd be like, because I did something wrong. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, what? Like that's crazy. Like mm-hmm. I used to think like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, even still now that like perceptions that people have about Christianity that maybe made them leave the church and stuff that like, I just kind of pray that, you know, they get to, find out the real truth and yeah stuff like definitely that. I think there's a lot of misinterpretation when it comes mm. to anything like two people can look at something and see completely different things and mm. I think a lot of a lot of things can come from a personal place so like I remember reading a verse about how we interpret scripture um mm-hmm. and it was saying how no interpretation comes from man's own mind it comes from god but some people might read it and they have something in their heart that makes them want to twist it in the way they want to see it if that makes sense Mm, and then that can like lead you to internalize that view for so long that Mm -hmm. when it doesn't start working you kind of blame god or you blame christianity or whatever Mm. um and that's exactly why we need healing and like we need to be renewed in the truth that God intended and not what we think we want to hear, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, yeah, that really struck a chord with me. Yeah, I think definitely like the way that you see God could really like change your perception of how you even see his scriptures and mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah was, literally, because even, <laughs> even if it's not an intentional thing, like I know there's some misconceptions that you have. For example, the verse that's like, um, man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. Someone might mm-hmm. read that and they're like, say something like they don't want to be modest and they're like God sees my heart do you know what I mean Mm, that can be an intentional way but even something like with what you said about being a child and thinking it's like something that you have to do that can affect the way you read scripture as well so yeah um yeah it can be intentional and it can be subconscious definitely yeah just yeah just praying that God you know helps all of us man we all need help every day (laughs) it's only through him that we can even understand scripture it's not on our own yeah 100% um as um, Christians, I can absolutely like with the word and everything, um, and even talking about yeah, like how we um, interpret like scripture and things like that. If there is like something that happens to us as Christians, whether it's like spiritual or like any kind of trauma that kind of happens in our lives, how do you feel like we can handle it? Because um, I Jackie Hill Perry, she's like a very you know famous pastor. If anyone mm-hmm. knows who she is, she's great, and she was kind of talking about how she loves like the combination of Jesus and therapy. So how like you know. I think sometimes in some churches they kind of say you know you just need to pray it away or you just need to thingy and I think I am very like um I very support like the whole purpose of like therapy and everything like that along with Jesus because I feel like if I feel like he would have he if we didn't need it he wouldn't have introduced it into the world kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's just kind of my opinion of it what do you think yeah I think one I think with praying it has been used as a tool to dismiss people which is why i understand when someone says pray about it you might feel like it's dismissive but at the end Mm. of the day prayer is prayer is the most important tool that you're speaking directly to god and he is the Mm -hmm. one who will intervene whether it's through therapy or what but he's still the one who will intervene so i know especially in like african african culture um sometimes you might open up and it's like just pray about it and because Mm -hmm. of the way it's used it seems dismissive but when you understand Mm -hmm. the power of prayer of course it's like the most powerful tool um but also i am a huge advocate for therapy i've had therapy in my life with traumatic events that i've been through and Mm -hmm. it has been so pivotal but i had christian therapy and so i am so passionate about christian therapy and i think it's something that definitely like there's definitely a gap in the market for christian therapists and Mm. i've literally said this is something that i'm praying for and working on um but Mm. i definitely want to have um a counseling or therapy qualification um and be able to give christian counseling or therapy because it's something that's so so needed um Mm. we 
sorry if I'm talking too much, but we um, yes. even um, had a conversation recently about being unequally yoked. And we were saying mm-hmm. you can be unequally yoked with your therapist. Like if you rely on them for your guidance and everything, and they're not a Christian, you could so easily be led astray by the advice they give you because you mm-hmm. come to them so vulnerable and in need of direction, which is yeah. why we need more Christian counselors and therapists because they need to be able to guide you yes like medically but again with the nuance of scripture as well yeah 100% yeah honestly like there was even a point where I really just wanted a Christian purpose because I don't know I was just going through a lot and I was just like I would love to have like a therapist but also to be able to understand like how I am spiritually as well because mm-hmm. I feel like I, I wouldn't want to maybe have a therapist that kind of which is like, oh, they just see like Christianity as their coping mechanism. Mm-hmm, but it's like, mm-hmm. I want you to be able to relate the two together. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I really agree that they, we need more Christian therapists or I need to know more Christian therapists yeah. myself. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I can give you a recommendation if you need one. But no, yeah. um, I think <laughs> another amazing thing is like, yes, they have the medical knowledge, but they also have the addition of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes yeah. I would come in and she would tell me something and I'd be like, well, I haven't even started talking yet. Wow. <laughs> and she'd already know like what I needed to hear she'd have the materials to guide me spiritually and it was so pivotal to my walk with God like it really Mm. saved me from the point that I was in when I came to her so could not recommend Christian therapy more yeah oh we love that that. (laughs) um I think we've kind of really kind of spoken about it but yeah just kind of like why do we think that therapy in general is kind of stigmatized in like christian communities and yeah i I like the point that you said that obviously prayer is definitely very pivotal and like is like one like if not the most important thing that you kind of need Mm -hmm. i think it's just yeah what you were saying about like how sometimes it can just be said and it's like there's nothing else to you're not like supporting me in other ways you're just saying i'll just pray and you'll be fine but it's like i also need like some words of encouragement kind Mm -hmm, of thing mm -hmm. so um yeah Yeah. why is therapy very dismissed I think it's dismissed because of the view of like mental health in general more Mm. previously um, that it's just being sensitive or it's just being um, weak and then for that Mm. reason people are like why do you need to talk to someone and have like like sessions where you're talking and talking about your weakness or about your Mm. you being overly sensitive so because of that view of like you're just overreacting or you're just weak I feel like Mm. then people view therapy as like, why are you bringing so much attention to this um, when it's something that you should just get over? Um, Mm -hmm. But I also do understand um, the reluctance to share everything you're going through with someone that Mm -hmm. you don't know as well, which can be quite daunting. Um, So yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that's, those Mm. are some of the reasons yeah i definitely agree and i think like back in the day when like people didn't really have much knowledge about mental health and stuff i feel Mm -hmm. like people just kind of blamed it on the devil it's like oh it's like a spiritual attack which i feel like can sometimes happen like you can Mm -hmm. have spiritual like attacks and stuff Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like it's like every single time someone is depressed or anxious is because it's spiritual like it could be literally that they were going through something and this is kind of the result of it yeah um yeah and i think definitely that's kind of why kind of god um brings um encourages like community and encourages people to kind of have friends so that we can encourage each other and not just um yeah just blame it on the devil i think yeah that reminds me of um a verse in thessalonians that tells us to encourage each other and build each other up um Mm. because i think what is overlooked sometimes is christ's nature and how Mm. much he wants to heal us he wants us to be united as like in as the body of christ and that doesn't involve dismissing someone's feelings or Mm. like overlooking how what someone's going through that is not christ-like and if we're christ-like we wouldn't have that view towards mental health issues or towards anything that someone's going through um Mm. even there's another verse in ephesians that tells us to be kind and tender-hearted and to forgive each other as Christ forgave us and so Mm -hmm. there's throughout scripture we're told to do things that Christ did and Christ didn't overlook people it just reminds me of the woman with the issue of blood for example like I know it's not mental but it was a physical Mm -hmm. illness and Mm -hmm. the disciples were like 
like leave her like they were dismissive but Christ was like Mm -hmm. no I'm gonna stop this whole crowd of people I'm gonna stop and tend to this person and that's the type of person that people that he wants us to be so Mm. when it comes to that we definitely shouldn't have that attitude of like dismissal it's definitely something that he wants us to wholeheartedly give ourselves to ensure that someone's okay yeah 100% I think it's definitely just approaching things with love Mm -hmm. I think is the main thing as well like I think if you approach like the if someone does come to you for help or you um, need help as well I think approaching things with love is always just the best way to go about things mm-hmm. because you will be able to yeah like not just dismiss someone be able to stop and actually make sure that you know they're okay definitely. along with prayer and along with God as well mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so how do you think we can make sure that believers and non-believers as well are heard and their trauma is not just dismissed in like the church as well Um, I think it's definitely all about listening. I think the fact that we aren't, well, not all of us are like professional, like counselors or professional, like professionals that can help someone through a situation. Mm -hmm. What we are called to do is show love and to listen and to hear what people are going through to just be there for them. And being there doesn't always mean like, trying to intervene and change their situation as much as we we can do if if we are able to of course we can but even just mm-hmm. being there for someone is such a big thing and um yeah. i think especially if you've gone through being dismissed or being overlooked just to have someone that listens and is there for you is amazing and um even in james it says to be slow to speak and mm. quick to hear and um i think yeah it's so important to just be slow to speak, just listen to someone and like be there for them so that they feel heard and they feel loved as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you basically said everything oh, to be fair. <laughs> I was, no, it's good. I was trying to think of something to add, but no, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like being um, able to listen and like just approaching things with love, I think mm-hmm. is always the best way. Mm-hmm. And I think just kind of like the fruits of the spirit are just kind of everything that you need in order to yeah. help and console people, you know, having patience and like having love as well. I think, yeah. yeah. I think that's actually, okay. it's reminding me of something we discussed earlier, but I think that's a truth that I... I mean, well, uh, not a truth, but something that I unlearned um, Mm -hmm. was that Christianity is like all about me and that it's what I can get, the blessings that I can get, what God can give me, what he can pour into me. But recently I've just been learning about how there's even a verse about spiritual gifts and it tells us that the spiritual gifts that we have are to serve one another. And obviously one of the spiritual gifts is healing. So, and even with prophesying or whatever it is that could change someone's situation from before they're healed to them being healed um Mm -hmm. we have so much within us that can help other people so it's not all about us yeah definitely yeah 100% and why do you think though that well as Christians like I don't know not even as Christians but we should believe this anyway that Jesus is kind of like our best form of healing and because obviously some people will be like you know I've tried Jesus it didn't work Mm -hmm. or they'll kind of be like I prefer having a different outlet so like whether that's gym or whether that's kind of like drugs or alcohol mm-hmm, like why is mm-hmm. it Jesus that we decide to go to when we need healing I think um I always say there's a verse and I need to actually know where the verse <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but there is a verse um <laughs> that says verse. um that oh that says Jesus is it's along the lines of Jesus being constant. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a peace I give you that the world cannot give. And mm-hmm. the Bible reminds us that he is the only thing that is constant. So you can put your faith in gym, in money, in, I don't know, retail therapy, in um, mm-hmm. a relationship. And you think it's fine until those things start to fluctuate. So yeah. you might have gym as your outlet and it's good when you're, when you feel good, but then the time mm-hmm. that you gain weight, it could literally destroy your self-confidence. Or if you put yeah. your confidence in your looks, that's something that I used mm. to do a lot, which is I place mm. so much confidence in my looks. If I felt down, I would like make myself up and like try and appear as 
put together and as beautiful as I could. But then the days mm-hmm. that you feel ugly, your confidence is crushed all over again. But Jesus yeah. is the one thing that is constant. He never changes his peace, his love, his grace never changes. So mm-hmm. putting your confidence in him to be able to heal you is something that you know will never change and you know is yeah. never gonna fluctuate. So that's definitely why I believe that Jesus is the best form of healing. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like his promises and like just his presence just will never ever leave you Mm -hmm. and I think you just explained it so well about how all these things are just so temporary like everything has a beginning and an end Mm -hmm. like you may like rely on like one form of like outlet but it will end at some point yeah like what you said even that whole gym example it's like yeah it's great when you're there but like when you come home for the 23 hours of the day it's like what can you do yeah so I definitely um yeah I definitely believe that God is just, and I feel like when you do pray or when you do kind of seek counsel, like um, through a Christian outlet, I feel like you just always feel so much more light. Like I feel like mm-hmm. whenever I talk to people, whenever I pray, I just feel so much lighter about mm-hmm. whatever situation that I have, mm-hmm. which relates to um, Matthew eleven twenty eight, which says, you know, come to me who all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Yeah. And I think he it's just like it's such a it's such a peaceful thing relying on Jesus that I think and you yeah. know obviously he's the prince of the peace and stuff mm-hmm. I think definitely when I see Jesus I think of peace yeah like, I think whenever I do kind of really try and stay in the presence of God I always just feel so much more peaceful it's like the best type of like meditation if you will like just kind of staying with the presence of God um but yeah and I feel like you never go wrong with it yeah well. it reminds me of the difference between like relief and a cure like I think mm-hmm. things like gym or like retail therapy or whatever like it mm. only pre- presents relief it's not mm. fixing an issue you can't fix yeah. a emotional or physical issue with gym or with mm. something temporary but with Jesus like you're coming to him for healing for the situation to be turned around so yeah. you can't go wrong that way because you yeah. know that he's the one that's actually going to heal and that's why Definitely. I'm so passionate about prayer as well because you can vent to someone but God is the one who when you vent to him, he's actually going to turn the situation around. Yeah, literally. Yeah, definitely. And I think even like when you spend more time trying to like, like yield and listen to the Holy Spirit, when you do get in that situation, you'll be able to know that this is what God would want me to do. And exactly. like, you're able to like fix whatever you're going through as well. Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. agree with that. So speaking about kind of healing and just kind of like different things that we can go to that requires us to heal because obviously we've gone through something Mm -hmm. um, in one way or another. Is there a purpose to kind of the pain that we experience through life? I remember speaking about um, the parable of the master who gave his servants coins. And Mm -hmm. I remember always thinking, because I think some translations say talents. So I always thought it was talking about talents until I found out that a talent was a year, no, a talent was like 20 something years salary or something like that. Um, So, or like five years, I remember it added up to like 20 years salary or something like that, or like even a lifetime salary for some of the servants. Um, Mm -hmm. And I realized that it was talking about the value that God has given to us. Um, And then when you pair that with the verse in Genesis that says um, what you intended for evil, God turned it around for good. I think God gives us value in so many ways, but also the negative situations that we go through become things of value when he turns them around for good. So nothing we go through is in vain, even if it was intended for evil, God can turn Mm. those things around for good. So us overcoming things, that is now something of value that we can use to impact someone's life who's currently going Mm. through that thing. So I don't think God intended the pain in the first place, but he can turn it around Mm. to be useful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really agree with that. Because I think a lot of um, questions from like non-believers can be like, you know, like why does God like cause all this pain and Mm -hmm. things like that? And I agree. I don't think in like some cases that he actually causes it, but if you lean to God, he's able to turn it around and like, make it you know like a positive um at the end of it yeah like when you are in pain like it's hard to kind of see what kind of god is using uh, using you in especially like if you're kind of going through something and maybe also you've been praying to god about it and it kind of just feels that like he hasn't said anything or there's nothing like um resolving the situation or you think he said no as well Mm -hmm. and then later on in life you find out like i'm so glad that he said no because otherwise i wouldn't have had this so i think sometimes when i'm kind of 
going through something and I feel like God isn't answering I always feel like something always better happens afterwards because yeah. I, I feel like he always has I think we forget that he always has the best intentions for us as well mm-hmm. and he's never gonna make us go through something for no reason because he loves us there's no yeah. why would he make you suffer for no reason definitely um yeah yeah I feel like it. with scripture I've learned to memorize scriptures so much more when I'm going mm. through something difficult and when I I purposely will look at scriptures based on whatever I'm going through. And then mm. after they all like they always turn out to be true. And I'm like, yeah. wow, I saw that verse literally come true in this situation and it helps wow. me remember it. Um, mm. But also it reminds me that God is always speaking. Like even if we don't think he is, um, there's a verse um, in 2 Timothy 3.16 uh, that says all scripture is God breathed. So all scripture mm. is from his mouth. All scripture is him speaking to us. So even if it's not directly about our situation and it's about his character, it still tells us that he's a God with good intentions for us, with good plans for us. So that comforts Mm. us knowing that during that time, he's telling you that to trust in him, that he's not going to lead you astray. He's not going to let you go through something for no reason. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, But yeah, obviously it's definitely a lot easier like said than done especially when you are going through it but Mm -hmm. like yeah definitely I think it's always kind of in hindsight you always kind of see like the the reason why behind what happened or you when you come out of it you realize like how great God is for taking you out of it in the first place as well yeah exactly yeah yeah has there ever been a time do you feel like that you had to lean in your faith to kind of go through a tough period in your life and also was there ever a time that you didn't and you kind of looking back was that I probably should have leaned on God during that time as well um I would say a time that I lent on God was during lockdown um Mm. when I was speaking about placing confidence in things one thing that I placed a lot of confidence in was in like money and how much I earned and Mm. um I would always be so confident in like because I had a business at the start of lockdown and that I had so much pride attached to that and obviously when Mm covid scattered it (laughs) um it was really hard for me because i had a lot of my identity tied to how much i earned and like the titles i could call myself um Mm. and during that time i feel like god put me in a position where i had nothing to rely on but him and Mm. i just put my faith in god i read verses that one of my favorite verses that um i've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread and i really held on to that verse and I saw mm. God always provide and make a way where there was literally no way. Um, mm. And there was times where I literally had bills and bills and bills due and no form of income. And mm. I'd be praying and out of nowhere, people would call me and like pay for everything. And like, I just really wow. saw God work. And it really taught me that God is my source and not a job. And so like mm-hmm. God can provide a job, he can provide whatever. But when you look at him as your source, it doesn't matter if you lose a job, it doesn't matter like, because you know that he's always gonna provide for you. Um, mm-hmm. So that was definitely a time that I lent on him. Um, a time that I didn't was um, I lost my best friend. And this was like in, um, this was quite a while ago. It was, um, when I was in year 12, going into year 13. Um, mm. And it's actually very relevant to the topic of healing because he mm. committed suicide. And mm. that like shook my world. And it was a very difficult time also because I didn't really, I wasn't really strong in my faith at that point. And mm. I um, didn't deal with that for a long, long time. Um, and then eventually I did give it to God and I saw how I could have healed from it a lot more, like in a much healthier way if I'd given it to God from the beginning. Um, Mm. But yeah, what about you? Ah, so that's really, yeah, it was really heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy stuff. But I'm happy that you have healed from it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Yeah. thank God that he was able to intervene. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, when I've had to lean on God recently was probably during exam season. So um, this year I had, um, obviously and uni have exams in January and then in like end of the year. Mm-hmm. So my January exams, I didn't pass my January exams. And I remember I was like, so confused because you know when you feel like you've literally put in so much work yeah. and it's like I don't understand how I didn't like pass mm-hmm. so I think it made me realize that it literally isn't my works at this point that yeah. kind of gets me through uni mm-hmm. um, and I think I really had to 
rely on God and rely on the fact that like he wouldn't have given me the provision to be in uni for me to just stop now yeah. like I don't feel like he would have made me you know like get the grades and get into medical school and then just let me like just stay here so I think I really had to kind of remove my my own pride and my own selfishness that like, mm. oh I can get through it myself and that should be like no like you need God to get through this yeah. so I think um yeah a mix of that and a mix of just kind of yeah praying and just saying you know what like these exams I'm just giving it to you and um, by the grace of God I was able to pass my like yeah and I think it would have um I think it really helps like knowing and kind of it was very like a humbling experience as well because I think when you're in uni or like when you're just doing work you think that it's kind of all on you but it's really just kind of God that's just helping you like answer whatever exams you need to do or write that essay that you need to write so I think yeah that was probably my last one. I think the one that I didn't lean on God. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example because I think there's been lots of times where I didn't. But I think, um, I think, oh, I'm trying to think. I'm, I really can't think of a specific one, but I think I definitely agree with you in the fact that when I don't, I just kind of. I, kind of, I don't get through the experience a, a lot quicker. I mean, a lot better than I normally would have. Yeah. Maybe, okay, maybe when I was in year 11-ish, I kind of didn't really have the best relationship with my mom. I think we just kind of had a point where we just kind of used to argue a lot and mm. we just kind of weren't like really... In, in in a good relationship kind of thing because I was very you know like oh 16 I want to go out with my friends and all that yeah. kind of stuff and she was very like stay at home mm-hmm. and I think it just really affected our, our relationship and I feel like if I had leaned on God more and prayed to God more about it I feel like obviously we're good now but I think we could have been a lot better quicker um so I think yeah it just I think obviously when you do pray to God and I feel like when you are a Christian I feel like things always do work out especially when you do go back to God but I think you realize that it's like if I just leaned on God quicker yeah this would have he would have taken <laughs> me through a less painful route <laughs> yeah literally definitely it's almost like like when you lean on God he like removes you from all like the long paths and just yeah. gets you there like yeah he knows the a lot quicker <laughs> yeah literally (laughs) honestly but um yeah it's been it's been a very heavy very like a lot of um stuff to think about Mm -hmm. for sure definitely Mm -hmm. but what are kind of like if you were to advise someone that's kind of going through something right now or feels like they need healing in whether it's physically mentally emotionally how would you kind of advise them i would definitely say to I know this is going to sound dismissive, but to pray about it first and foremost, not mm-hmm. as like the only step, but the first step um, mm-hmm. to commit it to God and know that if you want to see him as your therapist, see him as your therapist, talk to him. He wants to mm-hmm. listen. He wants to hear you and then do as much as you can to surround yourself with the things of God. So whether it's Christian friends that are going to encourage you, whether it's if a Christian counselor, if you have access to one who is going to guide you, whether it's um, a church that you're going to hear messages that are going to stir you up and encourage you, um, it's mm. really important to make sure that you are surrounded by the things of God and know that God's mm. character is one of healing. When he came on this earth, he healed so many people. He wants you to be healed. And so anything to do with him will work to heal you and work to make sure you're on the right path. Um, The second thing I would say is to be aware of like the attacks that can happen. I heard a quote that was like, um, the devil wouldn't attack you so much if you didn't have something holy inside of you because thieves don't Mm. rob empty homes. So I think be aware that like you have so much inside of you and there's going to be spiritual attacks. There's going to be things that are going to try and put you down and stop you from being who you could be if you did get healed like you you are a dangerous person if you get healed because you're gonna set free so many other people um so it's important to be aware of that and to guard your heart there's a verse in proverbs 4 verse 23 that says above all else guard your heart because everything else that you do flows from it so Mm -hmm. be aware of the things that could come against your heart and those two things serve to guard your heart being aware and then surrounding yourself by the things of god and then everything you do flows from that so that's what I would say. Yeah, I love that. That was so nice. I think also just to add, I think um, as well, just remembering that like God hasn't left you or God hasn't abandoned mm. you as well. Mm. But I think when I'm going through something, I always think that like God isn't listening to me or like God hates me. And like, that's never, ever the case. Like I, I always love like, um, I don't know if it's a quote, but it's just kind of like God can like, 
how much God loves you, he physically like can't love you anymore. Like that's yeah. how much he loves you. Yeah. Like it's like he's reached, he's always at the max when he loves you. Or the mm-hmm. way that you see maybe the person that you think loves you the most, whether it's your partner or your parents, God loves you like way more than they do. Like yeah. that's crazy how much he does. So I think sometimes when we do go through things, we think that like God like has just left us or abandoned us. But mm. there's literally, you know, that verse in Romans that nothing can separate you from the love of God. And mm. he's always there, even when you might not feel it. I think it's also good to kind of pray that like, God, let me be aware that you are around me. Like, let me realize that, you know, I'm not alone in this as mm. well. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it's very easy to feel, especially during this pandemic as well, where everyone's kind of had to be kind of by themselves. It's yeah. been really hard to kind of realize like the, the love that you can experience from God or from like other Christians as well. So um, yeah, definitely just remind that God hasn't abandoned you or left you. Yeah, that's such an important truth actually, because with feelings, like we, our feelings change all the time. And just because you feel like God isn't there doesn't mean that he isn't. And Mm -hmm. something I like to think is that he could not be any closer to you than he is. Like he lives inside of you. It's like living with someone and being like, I'm so alone. Like they're right there. So God is always there. Like even if you feel alone, he's still there. So yeah, that's really Mm. important. Yeah, definitely. Well, now that we're approaching around the end of the episode, Mm -hmm. obviously we do of every episode, we have today's truth. Mm -hmm. Um, So today's truth is Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. And Deborah will be reading this one out for us today. So Isaiah 40, 28 to 31 says, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Yeah, so I think it's just, I just really wanted to put that as today's truth because I think it shows that, you know, people like, or just Christians, believers, like when you do lean on God, like the end result is that you will always have your strength renewed. You will always, um, you'll never fall when you're around the presence of God. So, yeah. Yeah, and I I think um, it's really important, a, a view that I've tried to have, about God um, is that we're like in a relationship with him. And I think Mm. when you think of a normal relationship, the more you get to know them, the more you know the things they would do and the things they wouldn't do. And I think this verse confirms that God is a God who wants you to soar. He wants Mm. you to run and not be faint. He literally wants you to have that strength. And so when you realize that, you know that whatever you're gonna go through, you're gonna come out stronger on the other side. You're gonna come out and not be weary. He's gonna renew your strength. And Mm -hmm. knowing that that's his character, it helps you to trust him so much more because you know the type of God that he is. Yeah, definitely, I love that. Anyways, we are at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Deborah. Thank really you for having it. me. <laughs> you, honestly, you've given us so many gems. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are going to appreciate you coming on this episode. And like oh, I said, you. I'm going to put all of the links for Set Apart as well. Mm-hmm. And also, Deborah is, like, beautiful. Like, oh, you're honestly, like, you so beautiful. Thank so much. <laughs> so honestly, gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I'll definitely put everything down. But, yeah, thank you so much. And I'll see you thank in the next you. episode. Thank <laughs> you.